0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage on a Tight Rope. I'm Alan. I'm Katie. And we are still married. Yes, we are. If you're listening on the day that this is releasing, it is November 30th. Twenty twenty one. That means that we are just five short days removed from Thanksgiving. And today is actually Giving Day.
1: Alan, what is Giving Day?
0: It's when you give us money. <laughs> 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 giving Day is uh my understanding is it is a national or is it an international um charity day. Many organizations, Amazon, Facebook, for example, you know companies that we already give a lot of money to and attention and time to literally all our money i know seriously uh they match many donations and we wanted to do a quick episode today we we literally if you listen to the episodes that we release here yes we do mention donations scholarships for our course we don't have like an official PBS-style fundraising drive. Where maybe
1: we need to. Ooh. Maybe we need to do like a 24-hour telethon. Is
0: Jerry Lewis still alive? Could he help could you,
1: us? Could be. Well, I, what would be the equivalent?
0: Get some e-list um, post-mo celebrities. Or, Shoot, well, or, we're e-list post-mo celebrities. <laughs> or or active. Or or active. That's true. I forgot about you guys. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Basically, this is the the one time per year that we really ask for uh, donations in a concerted way. So if you could head out to Facebook, if you are in a position to do that, you know we've put in a lot of time and effort. We really believe in this space. Uh, like the post says in Facebook, if you see our Marriage on a Tightrope uh, Giving Day fundraiser post, it'll be up for the next week. Uh, it's not about the money for us. If it was, we should work at Del Taco because we would make <laughs> more money for the time that we put in here. There are couples coming into this space all the time.
1: In fact, we just hit three thousand Facebook members. Yeah, just... we get to
0: celebrate trauma in people's lives.
1: Well, I think that that speaks to the amount of support people need. And when we started, we didn't even we didn't even have a Facebook group for like the first year. The first year, because we didn't even think it was like needed. We were like, oh no, we don't need a Facebook group. We don't need Instagram. And then after a year, we decided, oh, maybe we should do this. And here we are, 3,000 members later.
0: Yeah. And all all of you who are in the Facebook group that you are the all-stars that are responding to people's comments, sharing your own stories, that's how people don't feel alone. That's how people understand that there are others in this journey with them, you know, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we're so grateful for all of you who listen in, who are in the Facebook group, our moderators who help, and we are in desperate delay of of giving them the, the rightful thanks that they deserve. But today as well, uh, I, I don't know, Katie, anything else with Giving Day that we should talk about or that you want to talk about?
1: Well, like Alan said, you can donate through Facebook. You can also like, donate directly to us um, if you want to Venmo us at Marriage on a Tightrope. Um, that's, I think Facebook doesn't skim any money off the top if that's how you do want to do it. Uh, you can also go to org and, um, uh, make a donation on be- our behalf. So in this, uh,
0: I could give them my like Bitcoin wallet. ID, so no. you could just transfer Bitcoin over to me.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. If that's, that's
0: of interest to a you, a bit more than please let us know. Would that be
1: like one one hundred? No, one like two hundredths of a donation. Uh, a two hundredths of a
0: Bitcoin, I would be well, okay. ecstatic with that. one thousandth. I a don't millionth know. of a Bitcoin, I'll <laughs> we'll right. be happy. Um,
1: well, in the spirit of giving, we thought that we would talk about really quickly. Uh, Some more of the give all of you um, some of the more interesting things that have happened to us over the last four years we've been doing this and it includes memories and includes emails. There are a few emails I wanted to write to read and one one in particular that I asked permission for. There's no identifiers in this email, but I did want to read it because we receive thousands of emails and when we get them, sometimes we get right back to them. Sometimes we, you know, it's it kind of like falls by the wayside because we're busy. But it never ceases to amaze me how people just jump right into their story because I feel like people want to be heard.
0: I was at the gym today. <laughs> I didn't tell you this. Oh. I was at the gym today and this guy came over and recognized me from, I think it was our Mormon Stories interview or something, and said, hey, you are Mormon Stories. And I'm like, yeah. So I was in a mixed-faith merit. And then, you know, my workout got delayed by 15 minutes because we were just sitting there talking. And it was great. But, like, that kind of stuff uh, really, again, shows you that there's people that are just so eager to tell their story. And that's what uh, the email that you're about to read is all about.
1: Right. And it's not uniquely Mormon situation, Mm. which is why I like it. So, you know, I want to – reiterate what we've said before, that in some instances, it is much easier to have a faith crisis in a Mormon setting than it is in other religions. I know we think that we have it bad, but it can be excruciating for those who have religions that are so orthodox that they can't even speak to their spouse. So I wanted to read this email. It says, I found and started listening to your podcast recently and introduced my husband to you. We relate to many things in your story. We were a Jehovah's Witness couple when my husband started his deconversion decon- process. He doesn't like the term faith crisis. Talk about a rocky path in a previously happy marriage. He was scared to tell me of his doubts, so he struggled alone, praying, studying, researching until he just couldn't believe it anymore. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what. Even though he was scared, I would leave him. He eventually had to tell me what was going on. I promised I would never leave him and that I loved him, but I was devastated at this development. It felt like a death. I was also very scared that it would send us in different directions and stop us from being a close couple. It was a rocky road full of arguments, misunderstandings, and temporary truces that took us to marriage counseling at the end of 2019. Marriage counseling taught us how to deal with conflict in a healthy way, a thing our religion never taught us. I felt very alone during this process. I found few books that helped me, like In Faith and Doubt, but this is not a situation that JWs talk about. Um, I did eventually find a friend online that had a similar experience to me, although after three years of mixed-faith marriage, she followed her husband out of the religion. I'm so impressed that you have created a community to support people going through this traumatic experience. I wish I had your courage. I'm impressed that the LDS community is so accepting of your situation. I know that the reason that there isn't a JW version of your podcast is that the practicing spouse would be put out of the religion for compromising." In my religion, I am not meant to have any religious discussions with my husband. In case his apostasy infects me, it is very sad. Anyhow, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your work. You are amazing people, and you, your reach is extending all the way to Australia.
0: Mm, good day, mate.
1: <laughs> so, isn't that cool?
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's cool and it's sad. I and mean, it's I sad.
1: Mean, the the infects me part was so sad to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't put down other religions whether it's ours or others on this podcast but hearing that it makes you those of us that are lds or come from that lds background makes you appreciate that yes the church can have some difficult messaging towards mixed faith couples uh or those that have left but it's pretty safe to say that it is much more systemic in the jehovah's witness faith
1: Mm -hmm. yeah we received another email that i'm not actually gonna read because it probably would take me 25 minutes to read
0: but it can't be from a religion that is more (laughs) out there than jehovah's witnesses i mean they're at the top oh (laughs) all right tom cruise get on your couch and read this email
1: (laughs) no um just this is a really interesting email from a listener who is in belgium and who met their spouse and after they met Um, They dated for a while and then she became pregnant pregnant and he wasn't quite sure that he wanted to marry her because she was a Scientologist and he was Catholic and um, then they decided when they got um, pregnant that you know, he's like, I need to step up and marry her. So they got married, they had, you know, four or five children after four children after that five total. And um, she said that it was it's been really hard with Scientology, because she still enjoys going and learning and listening. But um, it's been a big challenge to her and her husband, who are Catholic, who actually, I mean, they the email itself, big props to them. She wrote it all in English. And um, did a pretty dang good job of it. But one funny thing um, that she said is she said that they'll get in these little tiffs about, you know, was Jesus real or was he not? And um, they'll, they'll both get upset and the kids will make comments like, you know, why why is dad so upset about Jesus being real or not being real. And it's, it, it was just such a funny a commentary. And, you know, she went into great detail about their relationship and how hard it's been. But they have really found a lot of healing and have connected well to the podcast. Because we're in we're all working through a lot of these things that maybe um, are very different, but are have the same similar veins going running through it. Alan, why don't you think about it? Tell me what memories you have of the podcast that maybe stand out.
0: Well, I think an easy one to talk about briefly would be just random connections. You know, when you throw yourself out there, and that doesn't have to be on a podcast. It can be, you know, talking about your transition or the situation of your mixed-faith marriage publicly on Facebook or on Instagram, uh, lessons learned, this is how we're handling the kids, things like that. When you start doing that, inevitably, you're, you're going to find other people that you know that are in similar situations. So we did one meetup and walking into the meetup in, in Arizona, we, I saw a g- girl who went to my high school in Santa Barbara and was like, whoa, I haven't seen you in 20 years. How are you? And that was really fun. Like little connections like that, uh, mission connections, for example, uh, we had a, a couple from our one sister missionary, um, who was on the believing side, take our course with her husband, with Natasha, uh, take our course. And that was really fun. Like, I remember the first time she didn't say anything, but in the very first, uh, session, we were sharing cameras She looked familiar, and it wasn't until she said something that we put it together. Oh, my gosh, that's sister so-and-so. And And that was really fun, and we got to talk about Spain a little bit with her. Uh, My first zone leader is another uh, spouse of uh, a transitioner who reached out to us, and I recognized her last name, and I'm like, wait a minute. And sure enough, yep, her husband was my first zone leader in Spain. When I posted last Christmas, Katie, when you got me my uh, espresso machine – I took a picture, posted it on Facebook and said, hey, uh, who knows how to use this and what <laughs> tips do you have? And a, a former companion reached out. I didn't know that he had, he had transitioned away. He wasn't in a mixed-faith marriage. But again, this is just, you know, you're public about things and it's kind of fun. And he gave me this like recipe for a lavender latte. And that's to this day, that's almost a year later. I, that's the only thing I do with that espresso machine is make this lavender latte. It's delicious.
1: I didn't tell you this, but yesterday I went to a funeral and it was of someone that was super close to me. And the person who gave like a solo, I worked with him in the emergency room like 15 years ago, long time ago. And afterward, we kind of hugged and said hi, and uh, he's living out of state now, and he said, "You know, I just have to tell you, I love your podcast, I read everything you guys write, and I think it's super brave of you to be able to be as public as you are and I was like, Oh my gosh i had i it's always just surprising to me that when people tell me that they listen, I'm like, yeah. Oh, you do
0: why do you do that? Why <laughs> you shouldn't do that." <laughs> Hello to everyone we're mentioning and about to mention. <laughs> yes. you know, childhood friends. I mentioned the one at the, at the Arizona um, meetup. Uh, other childhood friends. Uh, guy who punched me through my car window after seminary one day. <laughs> Probably deservedly so. We had a frictional relationship. Frictional? That's a word now. Um, my mom was there. I did not retaliate. She, to this day, says it was a proud moment of her that I didn't fight back. Probably because the guy was my size. <laughs> My height, but he was twice the weight, and I would have gotten destroyed. You would have. Anyway, he reached out. He's a transitioner. I mean, no surprise there after that story.
1: Rude. I'm (laughs)
0: kidding. I can make fun of my own kind. Um, One of my youth leaders, when I was a deacon, my deacon quorum advisor reached out just last week to talk about um, exactly what we're talking about, mixed faith marriage, and how he had had a transition recently. Uh, The woman who cut my hair growing up in my house had a transition and reached out to talk to me about it because uh, she knew that we were public. So, again, none of this is like, ooh, look at all of these people who are reaching out. It's These are like the positive – positive, the po- and there are negative – but the positive outcomes of being public about your story.
1: And more often than not, when people are in this space or we go to dinner with them – they've been referred by someone else, like they heard about us through someone else, and they've been referred to us. And it's always surprising when I have super orthodox friends who refer our podcast to their friends and family who are going through the same thing. And it's actually, um, I think it's a huge compliment that they would refer them to us knowing that their loved one is in pain and having issues and maybe there's a space for them that we can provide. And I always, I always feel like that, that makes me feel super happy that there's enough trust there to know that we're not gonna (laughs) hurt anyone's feelings, or at least we tried not to. We're not for everyone. I mean, I, we have gotten some hate in the past, but I would say mostly it's been very positive. And, you know, we're just, it's been a life-changing experience to have this podcast.
0: And now we're just going to announce that this is our final episode. We you are... always make
1: that joke. Have I made that joke before? Yes, do I have
0: a short memory, so I, I don't know. No, it's not. You're like Dory. It's not our final episode. Why? Because... Drum roll, please. I'm going back to church, and Katie's leaving it. That's right. We're switching roles. <laughs> no. We've got another four years in us to work through this. Could
1: you could you imagine?
0: I literally cannot.
1: No, me either. <laughs> we literally cannot imagine. Thank you all for giving us the gift of your your support, your stories, your stories, your help. This would not be a podcast without other people. So thank you so much, and. On this giving day, we just would love if you feel inspired to do so, to give to us and the podcast and help us get through another year of podcasting.
0: That's right. Um, if you'd like to send us an email just to say hello and potentially share your crazy story that could be read anonymously later <laughs> on in the episode, you can do so by sending it to marriage on a tightrope at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Thrive Day coming up in. Uh, Northern California on January twenty second that we're speaking at. We'll try to okay. record it so we can release that. And then Katie, you have on February fourth.
1: No, February
0: fifth. See, I'm not privy to all the info because I'm not a lady. But you've got your Ladies' Day.
1: We do. That's not the official so name. February fifth is the You're Not Alone Women's Retreat 2022, and we today is actually the last day you can get the early bird registrations. Um, I don't even know if we have any spots left, to be honest with you. I should probably check that. But we were getting close to com- being completely sold out. So if you would like to come and you'd like to pay a cheaper price, you can do that by today, November 30th. Otherwise, the price goes up. And the price may just not end up going up at all because it may be full.
0: It may sell so, out.
1: So, yeah, it may be sold out. But I'm I'm just so excited for these big events coming up and uh, always love meeting any of you um, who are in this
0: space while the ladies are gone everyone's welcome guys to come over to my house watch uh, land party bring your uh, bring your monitor we'll play some uh, (laughs) Call of Duty (laughs) anyway thank you everybody we'll see you on the next episode of Marriage Marriage on on a Tightrope tightrope! wow that was is this a game show no
1: okay we're gonna see that it was better That we
0: grew up together Tell me you don't want to leave Cause if change is what you need You can change right next to me When you're high I'll take the lows You can ebb and I can flow We'll take it slow And grow as we go